Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about emotional investing. We are emotional creatures who often make emotional decisions. The old adage is to buy low and sell high, but left to our emotional devices unchecked, humans are inclined to buy high and sell low. Humans are motivated by both fear and greed when it comes to investing. These two emotions are naturally designed to protect us in the wild. These two emotions are rather ineffective in protecting us against what happens in the market. If you look at the statistics of what's actually happening in the market, the majority of investors buy high and sell low. And it doesn't matter what the asset is, it takes discipline to be countercyclical. There were more people buying Bitcoin when it was at 60000 a coin than today at 28000 a coin. That's how price discovery works. The person selling an asset is convinced the price is going to go down in the future, and the buyer is convinced the price is going to go up. Neither one is right. Both are acting on their belief. In real estate, we see that sellers are trying to list properties in increasing numbers, hoping to catch the tail end of a hot market. Buyers have been buying in a frenzy over the past few years out of fear of missing out. Supply was so low, there was no inventory. Scarcity was driving behavior. Investors saw prices rising to levels that intuitively seemed scary. But this was the market. Either get in the game or get left behind. We're entering a period when people are running scared with a new set of fears. They're scared of the economic downturn. They're scared of rising inflation. They're scared of global political instability and the possibility of wider conflict in Europe. They're scared of falling real estate prices. And they're scared of rising interest rates and high ownership costs across the board. The news media brokers fear on an hourly basis. There's breaking news at the top of each hour. And when economists for the country's major banks predict a deeper drop in property prices, they fuel that latent fear. All of these issues fall into the category of self-inflicted wounds. These problems were created by loose central bank monetary policy, and they're now being amplified by tightening monetary policy, an overshoot on a condition that never should have been created to begin with. Politicians are the most emotional investors of all. The political response to the pandemic lockdowns was to shower the population with cash. That created the inflation we're experiencing today. It's not a U.S. phenomenon, nor a Canadian. It happened in the U.K. It happened in France and Italy. Governments the world over responded in a very similar manner. Inflation is a global issue. And I believe that no one government or central bank has the power to fix it alone. Now that inflation has proven itself to be problematic... The solution, according to politicians, seems to be even more inflation. The government in France is taking aim at oil companies, forcing them to reduce prices for consumers at the gas pump, hoping that savings will trickle through the economy. The French government is going to be increasing financial assistance to those on fixed income to combat the effects of inflation. There's going to be a new subsidy to help pay fuel bills of people who need to drive to work. At the root of the problem is a sense of entitlement. The government is responsible for making sure I have a comfortable life. If food is too expensive, well, I can count on the government to solve the problem. If fuel is too expensive, not to worry, the government will fix it. This way of thinking is some of the most dangerous I've seen in a long time. By putting responsibility for fixing all of these problems at the feet of elected officials, or even worse, at the feet of unelected officials, we're surrendering our social liberties, our business liberties, to the central planners. It's concentrating power to control society in the hands of a small number of people who, frankly, have not demonstrated the competence nor the merit to wield such power. See, we can draw a direct line from the Fed's low-rate regime to today's surging inflation, to asset inflation, to income and wealth inequality. Low rates produce asset bubbles, which ultimately pop 
but not before blowing themselves larger and multiplying into other bubbles. The process that pushed stock prices higher is the same one that pushed food, energy, labor, and every other cost higher. Just follow the bouncing ball. Today's central bankers have no excuse for not knowing what happens when hubris meets good intentions. It almost always ends in real tragedy, and the maximum pain is for the middle and the lower classes. But these conditions are like seasons. They represent new opportunities for contrarian action. Contrarian action is required to buy low and sell high. Contrarian action requires putting your emotions aside. Why would the Blackstone Group be sitting on a $50 billion war chest to spend on real estate when the market bottoms? They're not jumping in right now. They're going to be patient. And now is the time for you to be patient and wait for the deals to appear. We're still at the top of the market. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.